Hello, it's the Jackie Green Show. Thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Jackie Green, where we talk about a little of this, a little of that, a little of everything. So if you're new to the podcast, welcome. Um, Rewind yourself. You're on episode like 18. Maybe go back and listen to a few others. But I'm Jackie Green. I'm a radio host here in Grand Rapids, Michigan at 105.3 Hot FM. And we talk about anything and everything on this show. Being a mom, different hobbies I have, inspirational stories, And that is what I want to talk about today. I want to talk to you about someone super inspirational to me and someone that I've kind of followed their story since I was young. And it's a story that I've told kids I coach. It's a story I've told, I told my parents, they had not, they were not familiar with it. I've told my husband and some people are just like, oh yeah, that is a cool story, Jack. But it just resonates with me so much. And I'm having a day. I've been having like a really, um, I've been having a day, uh, sorry, and I um, thought I'd share with you this story because sometimes I look back on it and I remember, oh, yeah, yeah, that hard work. Yeah, yeah. OK, so before I get into the story I want to share with you and you might have already heard it because it's really famous. But if not, this will be new for you. I want to tell you why this story was on my mind. So I've kind of whined about it a lot, but I've been running like complete garbage and I have no reason And I think that's why it makes it feel even worse. So I don't know if you have that thing that you're really good at. Not even really good at. Maybe that thing that you just do regularly. And then doing it becomes hard for some reason. I don't even know how to. I don't even know how to relay this if you're not a runner. But I've just been running like garbage. Let's just leave it at that. I've been running horrible. So because of that, it's been really hard. A, I don't want to go out and run because I know. I'm going to feel like garbage. I felt like garbage every day the last three weeks. So I go out and, you know, whatever I had said about feeling like garbage comes true because I personally believe you kind of make your own future when it comes to that kind of thing. And then, sure enough, I feel like crap and I, you know, finish and I whine and cry and act like a big baby. So I thought I was uh, at home and I was like whining to Jim via text, my husband, about how I ran again and felt horrible. I can't figure out why I always feel horrible. Like, why is my training not going better? Why are things so bad? And he was just like, just calm down, which never makes me calm down. It makes me more mad. But so I threw the phone, literally threw the phone. And I was like, I don't really want to talk to him about it. And it seems so silly. Like, Jackie, it's just running. It's not that big of a deal. But it's a big deal to me. Like, it's something that I do personally. This is something I do. And I don't do it with a group on purpose. This is this is a Jackie thing. A lot of people ask to run with me and I always like say no because I don't want to. This is a Jackie thing. This is my own self, you know? So I thought I was like thinking back to a few years ago. What did I do differently when I was running this fast? And what did I do differently when I was running like this? And it made me remember, what year was it? 2014? I was having a really good year. I just was running incredible. I was just having a good year. And I had gone to see Billy Mills speak. Now, Billy Mills is a former Olympic runner. He, um, how can I tell you this without giving away the story? He's a Native American in the 60s who um, did an event in the Olympics for America. Now, he's now an inspirational speaker because Billy Mills, being an American Indian in the 60s, went through a lot of hard times as he... I'm sure you know what we, you know, what Americans did to the Native Americans wasn't great. And there was a time in the 60s where Native Americans were not treated very well at all. 
So uh, Billy Mills is one of those people. And he was a runner and he was kind of not well known. So the 64 Olympics, Summer Olympics, he qualified in the marathon and the 10K. He loved the 10K. That was like his race, right? But he wasn't. Now you qualify for the Olympics, so a lot would argue this, but he wasn't that good at it. Meaning there were a lot of other faster people. He took second at the Olympic trials, which meant he got to go. He finished second to um, Jerry Lindgren. And so he got to go. But looking at the lineup at the Summer Olympics, he was like nowhere's near the front. Almost a full, his best time was almost a full minute behind what the other guys were capable of running that he was against. So, um, I, when he's speaking, he's talking a lot about what his life was like as a Native American in the 60s and how, you know, it was difficult and how we um, don't accept our circumstances and we push through it, right? So he's talking about that and it, it was really powerful. And then he gets into finally my favorite part when he went to the Olympics. And he says that he's on the plane and he's just as excited as can be. He is going to be running in the Olympics. I mean, who wouldn't be? And he said, I don't remember where she's from, but another runner looked at him and some woman and said, what, are, what event are you in? And he said, I'm in the 10,000. And I might be butchering this because it was a few years ago I saw him speak. But he said, she basically looked at him and said, oh, cool. You know, that's, that's going to be fun. You know, so-and-so is going to win. And he said, oh, I'm hoping I'm going to win and kind of laughed. And she said, what is your name? No, you're not. Like, you don't have a chance in hell. You're not going to win. And then people were laughing at him to his face. Like, the fact that you think you're going to win is a joke. Because your best time is like a full minute slower than everyone else here. Like, how do you think you're going to go compete with Gamaudi and uh, from Ethiopia, uh, um, Wold from Ethiopia? Like, these guys are fast. So he just said, all right, well, you know, I'm just going to ignore this woman. I'm still going to do my best. So they start the race and the race is going and uh, Mills is in like, he's attached to the back of the front pack. So he's in spitting distance of this first place guy, but he's not in first place. He's in like fifth. The last lap, they shoot a gun when you go last, when, when the first runner passes the last lap. And he's still in spitting distance of this group for a 6.2 mile race. And out of nowhere, Mills pulls out to lane four. So lane one's where you want to be because you're running the least distance. He pulls out to lane four, sprints past both guys in the lead to win the Olympics to the almost 50 seconds faster than he had ran to before that. So he made a huge PR, personal record. He won the gold in the 10,000 meter Olympic track meet. And he is the only American to have ever won the 10,000 to this day. The only person to ever come close was Galen Rupp. I don't know if you're familiar with Galen Rupp, who took the silver in the 2012 London Olympics. That was silver. Wasn't gold. So Billy Mills, you know, who's this guy? This is so big that if you, I'd love it if you did this. YouTube Billy Mills 10,000. You're going to see the um, race. There's tons of videos of the race. But you can hear, like, in the NBC expert analyst, it was Dick Bank. He's screaming, look at Mills, look at Mills over the play by play because they're just freaking out like, oh, my God, this guy's in lane four. He's sprinting. He's sprinting. He's doing it. And no one knew who he was. And so he does the speaking now where he goes around and he basically he talks a lot about like, you know, life as a 
um, Native American. He's the co-founder of a nonprofit running strong for the American Indian youth. He's a really, really good guy, but he makes you remember that like, you don't have to be number, you don't have to be stuck in your circumstance. If you're not like, it doesn't matter that you're not number one now. Cause you might be number one someday, you know, and just keep working hard. So I don't know. I've been having a really hard time when I'm not running good. It gives me anxiety. It's, uh, it's that thing I do so regularly that when I'm not doing well at it, it upsets me and it leaks into my life, unfortunately. So sometimes I like to think back to people like Billy Mills, how he didn't let that stuff leak into his life. He had a lot of bad runs and he had a lot of days where he was living in his truck. He was, uh, he didn't, he was like practically homeless for a while. He was working at a restaurant where people mistreated him all because he was Native American. Like very, like, I can't even picture that as a, you know, a, a white person like dealing with that. And especially in this day and age where I have a good family, I have a home. I mean, he overcame all that to qualify for the Olympics. And then when everyone told him you can't, he did. He won. So no one's telling me I can't, but myself. And that's a battle I've been dealing with. So I just need to keep remembering you can don't let even if it is just yourself tell you you can't. And I know in another podcast where I've talked about you can do it, you can do it. And it sounds so corny and overdone, but it's just so true. And like sometimes you just need to take a deep breath and remember these inspirational stories like Billy Mills and go, man, stranger things have happened. Right. So I had to share the story of Billy Mills with you because it is my all time favorite. And I tell my athletes about him. I tell like there is more than one track meet where we'd go into the track meet when I coached high school and one of my girls would be like, I'm seated fourth coach. And if you don't know much about track, when you're seated, when you register an athlete for a meet, you have to put a time next to their name. Um, preferably one they've ran before. And then when the race comes up, they organize them all by time and it gives you a seat and your seat time and place are where you're seated. Like if you, if the race was ran and that, and you ran and everyone ran the time they were written down, that's a place you'd get. So they also organize where you're going to start on the start line because there are better and worse spart- start uh, spots to start in a track meet. So I had one girl who was always telling me, I'm seated fourth. I, I'm not even going to be top three. I'm not going to medal. I'm probably not going to get a personal record. I'm seated fourth. Fourth, that sucks really bad. I don't, you know, I was really hoping to come in here and, and she would take it so seriously. And I told her the story of Billy Mills and I said, listen, you can be seated fourth. You can be seated eighth. Doesn't mean you won't win. And she rolled her eyes at me. Um, I'll never forget that day that that happened because she was super negative and she thought she was a nice girl. But the day that happened, the girl that ended up taking second overall at that meet was one of my freshmen who was seated like 10th. Like not like it was the mile was the race. Like she wasn't even on anyone's radar. She ran it one time the first meet of the year and ran like a 650. It was under seven, but not much. So I wrote her down as running a 650. So she was seated 10th. So she's way out, way out. When you start a track meet, they do what's called stagger start. They have her starting way up in the outside lane, way in the top. And when they do that, all the kids know who's in that lane, why they're there. So she takes off and she's running really good. And I'm kind of like, I'm saying slow down because I'm like, oh, she can't hold this because that was just so much faster than she'd ever ran. She ends up coming through the last lap and I'm like, she's not dying yet. Oh my God. I'm freaking out. I'm jumping up and down. I'm practically losing my voice or screaming for this kid. She ends up getting second overall and ran a 550 as a freshman qualified for the regional track meet division one. That's a big deal. And this kid was like I said, seated like 10th. 
You just don't know. And so I told the other girl who was a junior when we got done, I said, did you see what she did? She said, yeah, that was crazy. And I said, well, that could have been you, but you let yourself get in your head. You should have gone with her when she, you know, took off. And she was like, yeah, you're right. And you know what? The two of them teamed up and they had a great rest of the season. But I'm just, it just goes to show you, you just got to, Got to keep pushing. I don't know. I don't know. But it's been nice talking with you about this. It's been nice working through my own thoughts on the mic here. And uh, I hope you enjoy the story of Billy Mills. Like I said, I've tried to throw in one, some of my favorite inspirational stories here and there. Every couple of weeks, I throw one in. If you have any topic ideas, uh, send them to me, Jackie on air at live.com. Find me on Facebook, facebook.com slash Jackie. And of course, if you're using the Anchor.fm app, you can leave me a voicemail. I'd love to play your voicemail. What is your favorite inspirational story? Is there a story, celebrity, athlete, scientist, I don't care, that you find super inspirational that pushes you, that drives you a little bit, that kind of helps make you be like, yeah, yeah, that pumps me up. Let me know. I want to hear it. Thanks so much for listening and tune in tomorrow for more. Bye.